Hi friends, this is Amy from Amy Latta Creations, and I have a secret to confess. I am brand new to the podcast world. I was talking with some folks on my Facebook group page, and you all seemed to express that you loved listening to podcasts and that you were interested in hearing some tips and product recommendations and techniques for crafting. So I thought that this would be a really fun way for you and I to communicate uh, that's besides what we already do together. So if you're tuning in, my guess is that you are already familiar with Amy Latta Creations. If not, uh, you can find my blog at amylattacreations.com. It's a place where I share all kinds of crafting tutorials, as well as hand lettering practice sheets and tutorials, and I love to share all different kinds of things that the average person can really create. I also am active on social media, so we might follow each other and talk there on Facebook, Instagram. I have a Twitter, but only because I blog. And uh, you also may be familiar with my books. I have two hand lettering books. The first is for adults called Hand Lettering for Relaxation, and it's an interactive workbook designed to introduce you to the art of hand lettering. And the second one um, just released on Tuesday, October the 2nd, and it is called Express Yourself, a Hand Lettering Workbook for Kids. And it's in the same format as the grown-up book, but it's designed for kids about 7 to 17. And I'm super excited about that. And I'm loving all the pictures of kids enjoying being creative with their hands and doing something that's not on technology, which is super awesome. So uh, that's a little bit about me. And now I would like to start talking about some crafting tips and uh, things that can help you in your journey of creativity. So as I was thinking about what my first topic should be, I thought that the most natural thing to do would be to talk to you about the thing I've been working on for the past six days, which is revamping my craft room, my creative space. And um, so my first tip for you as a crafter is to create a space that you love and that inspires you to create. So my story about my craft room is kind of a sad one up until this last week when I first got married, which was unbelievably about 16, almost 17 years ago. We moved into a little townhome and the basement was our TV room and we turned part of that into a little workspace for me. I had a little tiny table and a few bins and I was trying to make that an area where I could be creative, but it didn't work really well um, because it wasn't very bright down there and my space was not very large. And so more often than not, I ended up crafting on the dining room table, which my husband didn't love. So when we moved about three years ago, my husband said, okay, we're going to find a house that has a big enough room for you. Because by that time, I had started my blog and I was working with companies, particularly Plaid Crafts. They're one of my biggest partners. And if you are unfamiliar with Plaid Crafts, (laughs) they make paint. They make Mod Podge. They make stencils. They make paint brushes and painting tools and all kinds of things that I love to use for general crafting. And one of the perks of my relationship with them is that they send me 
tons and tons of product. They send it when I ask for it and they also send it just to send it so that I can try out new things and that I always have plaid products to use in my posts, which is super fabulous and I absolutely love it. Plaid, if you're listening, I promise I'm not complaining, but oh my gosh, guys, the first year that I partnered really hardcore with them as a brand ambassador, they literally sent a pallet worth of stuff to my house. And every year since then, I get about another pallet's worth. And I literally can't describe to you the sheer amount of paint that has been and is still in my house. It's always really fun when people come over to see them react when they see the sheer amount of craft supplies that I actually own. So we found a house that we really liked and it had a huge basement that was finished. Um, It wasn't really fancy or anything but there was drywall up there was some gray uh, indoor outdoorish carpet down and the main point was it was a huge room in the basement and my husband said oh this is going to be perfect for your craft room and it even seemed like the person who had been there before might have used it in some capacity as a craft room or a workshop or something like that because there was an L-shaped built-in countertop workspace and he was like oh this is going to be perfect for you and I was really jazzed about having a space to put all those wonderful things that Plaid and my other partner send so you know we fell in love with the rest of the house as well we put an offer in and sure enough we moved in and I as I was moving my supplies in I was so excited because I had all that space but then I realized pretty quickly that it wasn't a room that I really wanted to spend time in basically uh, first off the lighting was absolutely terrible. There were two little tiny lights in the ceiling and then there were two more over the countertop. So that area wasn't terrible, but the room in general was just dim all the time, even when the lights were on. And I brought a floor lamp down. It didn't really help. Um, My boys were both scared of the room and truth be told, I was a little bit too because the way that it worked, um, the first part of the lights was controlled by the switch near the entranceway but the rest of the lights you had to go all the way to the far end of the room to turn on so you had to run through the dark part to get to where you could even turn on the lights that even then didn't illuminate very well so that was problem number one it was just not bright um that also meant that it was very difficult if not impossible which i eventually found it to be to actually take photos in the room as you guys know um, in order to be a blogger these days you have to have pretty much professional quality photos of your process and your work and I literally just couldn't take them down there I even got a professional lighting kit for Christmas one year and it still didn't lighten things up enough I ended up having to take my photos by the door um, by the back door so sometimes my husband will come home from work and I'll have my backdrop spread out and I'll be working there on the floor and you know it just it wasn't ideal because I couldn't take my photos in my creative space. It was also cold in the basement um, as basements tend to be so we did get a little space heater which helped but it still just wasn't a warm, um, inviting place. I had a table to work on. I had the countertops, but basically it just turned into storage space. I had some cabinets. I got some bins, but 
it was pretty much, um, I would get a box from Plaid, I would stash it in the basement until I needed those products. I would get another box, I would stash those products, uh, products. And the same thing was happening with projects. I would make things, I would post about them, and then the things that didn't get hung up or used would just get tossed down in the basement. And then the real problem came um, as companies that weren't my major partners just kept sending me things in the hopes that I would use them. So I ended up with a bunch of spray paints. I ended up with lots of things for craft types that I don't even do, things for quilting, and I'm not a quilter. Um, So I ended up with all these products that I wasn't using, and they were taking up all kinds of space. Plus, as you guys know, once you have a room that's kind of the dump all room, everything ends up there. So I would clean the main level of the house when guests were coming over and we were hosting stuff and everything would just end up in the craft room. I had some of the boys' schoolwork down here and just all kinds of stuff that didn't belong. So I am super embarrassed to actually show you photos of what it looked like because it was completely trashed. I am going to post some before pictures on the blog just to show you guys what it looked like, but it was terrible. There was a point where I barely had a path to walk uh, because I just had so much stuff on the floor. Things were overflowing out of bins. I was out. I, I mean, originally I had a storage system for where things went, but I ran out of room in the particular bins, like my metal stamping bin just got way too full. And so stuff spilled out all over the counter. Um, It was just a nightmare. And so the result of that was I wasn't inspired when I was down there. And I also couldn't create down there even if I wanted to, because I mean, if there's no walking path, goodness knows there's no creating space. So what would happen is I would come down, (laughs) quickly grab the supplies and run back upstairs to the bright lights. And I would craft on the dining room table, on the kitchen table, on the floor, literally. And so here comes my husband home from work. And he is like, dude, we bought a bigger house, you have a huge room, and you're crafting on the table again why are you crafting on the table again? So I kept telling him, you know, this just, it's not a space I can use. It's not a space I love. And finally, three years later, I got motivated enough. I said, enough is enough. I'm wasting space. I need to be able to have a room where I want to be. So I said, give me a budget. I just got a check for royalties from my first book that was um, more sizable than I thought it might be. P.S. Thank you guys for buying the book. You are (laughs) enabling me to turn my craft room into a space I love. Uh, So I had this nice check and I said, okay, give me a budget. Tell me what I can do and please get me light because that's one thing I can't do. I can decorate, I can rearrange, I can organize, but I I'm not an electrician. I can't change the lighting situation. And 10 floor lamps wasn't going to do what I needed. So that was my husband's job. His job was to contact an electrician, which he did. And the electrician decided that he was going to take out the two lights that were there. And I now have 12 overhead lights. They're LED. They're bright. They're beautiful. And I cannot even tell you what that did. It looks like a completely different room. Um, I didn't realize that the walls in here were white. Guys, it was that bad. I thought they were cream colored because the other lighting was so yellowish. It was so dark in here. And come to find 
now they're bright white and they're beautiful. And except for a place where I think there used to be a dartboard and people missed and there's a bunch of pinholes in the wall. Other than that, it's painted beautifully and I can easily hang something over the holes. So I am... I would say my first tip if you're creating a space that you love is to make it light and bright. I don't have any windows down here because it's a basement, but you know, white or light colored walls will do wonders. Bright lights. I got a desk lamp too for my hand lettering. Uh, I also have a floor lamp just for the looks of it and the ambiance more than anything. I like to turn it on behind my chair, which we'll talk about in a minute. But those overhead lights, I can't even tell you what they did for it. Um, White furniture makes a huge difference too. I got a white desk. I got it at Target for like, I think it was less than $100. I got a white shelf. I got two white bookcases. One we already had in a different room in the house and we just did a little switcheroo. The other one was another Target special for, I want to say $20. And guys, really, it's a very minimal investment for some of that you build it furniture, you know, Ikea, Target, Walmart, all of them have the put together furniture. And it's amazing what white or light colored furniture can do. I also painted some of my furniture. I had a brown cabinet. I painted it light gray and stenciled some little white birdies on it. I had the built-in countertops. They were like a beige and I used marbled contact paper. I had a budget and I'll talk to you more about that in a sec, but it was (laughs) not in my budget, especially after we did the lights to get a new countertop. And I had treated the beige one poorly. So not only was it not the color I wanted, but it was also painted all over it and I couldn't really get it clean. So I got this gray and white marble countertop um, contact paper and it was a beast to put on, but it looks amazing. Up close, you can see that there are seams and little bubbles and stuff, but especially from a distance, it's gorgeous. And, you know, it's a great surface to craft on. It wipes off easily. And if I screw it up again, I can totally just put another piece of contact paper down and cover it up and start fresh again. So things like that, um, underneath the built-in countertop, it was dark wood. I painted it a very pale gray. So all of that works to brighten up the room. And it's literally the brightest room in the house now, even without windows, which is amazing to me. So my first tip for creating a space that you want to craft in is make it light and bright as you can. The second thing that I would say is to make sure that you think about what kind of spaces you need to create in your particular room based on what you love to do. So I, for example, do a lot of hand lettering. So a desk was the natural thing for me to get, a desk and a comfy chair. Um, I also have, like I said, that built-in L-shaped countertop, which is where I'm going to do painting little projects, um, other small type projects that I do. And I also have a lot of floor space that I can use with drop cloths. Um, The other thing that you want to think about, you know, if you sew, you want a place for your sewing machine. If you are a quilter, again, you're going to want a place for that. I do a lot of metal stamping. The countertop surface is perfect for that because I can hit things hard on top of it um, and on top of my steel block and it's sturdy. 
if you have ever done metal stamping, you'll know that a flimsy, cheap card table or something like that is not going to work. You need a really sturdy, solid space for that. Uh, Whatever it is that your particular type of crafting is, make sure that you consider what kind of surface you need to do your crafting on. You also want to consider other spaces in the room that are going to inspire you and make you feel comfortable. So I was actually consulting with my assistant and best friend, Erin, and Erin said, you know, put in a comfy chair. Part of what you do is you do, like on my Instagram stories, I do devotions. I talk about a Bible verse as I journal it um, every day and do my hand lettering. And she said, why would you want to have to go upstairs to do that? Do it down here. So guys, I went to Home Goods and I found this fabulous overstuffed gray chair. I got cheap pillows that are fuzzy and fun. I got an $8 blanket from Walmart that is the softest thing that I have ever touched in my life. I got a little $30 ottoman from Home Goods, a little um, stool that works like a side table from Walmart. I forget, um, my mom got it for me because she's super sweet. And um, hi, mom. She got that for me. It's just a little white stool. And I painted um, so that the legs look gold dipped and put a little Mod Podge mega glitter on it. But all that together, you know, I've got this little corner with my chair, my pillow, my blanket, my footrest, a place for my coffee. And right next to it is the bookshelf that holds my journaling Bible. So I have everything I need right there. And I also splurged a little bit, and in place of that heater that we got, um, I told you that we had gotten sort of a standalone heater. It was the kind that resembles baseboard heating, so it was this long, skinny thing that took up a giant space, but I couldn't do anything on the wall. I couldn't put a cabinet or any kind of storage, which doesn't really work for me. I want to maximize my space. So guys, I went to Walmart and I got the cutest little electric fireplace thing for $70. It was so adorable. It's black and it looks, you can have it on right now. I have it on just the looks part because it's like 70 something degrees out today. It's not cold in my room. Um, And so I don't even need the heat, but I wanted the ambiance. So I have my little fake fire going and it makes me happy just to be there and to sit there. And as I sit and look around, it inspires me to want to create. Um, In the last six days since I've been working in this room, I have done more creative things than I have done in the last six months put together easily. Because I'm inspired when I'm down here now, and um, I can't tell you what a huge thing that is for a creative person. So first tip, remember, was light and bright. Second tip is think about the spaces, the areas that you want in your room, Uh, whether it's a space to be comfortable, a space to read, or whatever that might be, as well as the specific areas that you need that are conducive to the kind of crafting that you do. Tip number three, I would say, is that it should feel like you. It should be a reflection of your personality. Think of it as another room in your home to decorate, just like you would anywhere else, not just a functional place. And I think that's where I made a mistake when I first moved in. I made it functional in that I had um, organization space and that kind of thing. But what I didn't have was um, anything decorative. So, I mean, I decided on a color scheme. It's much like the rest of my house. It's white, gray, teal, and gold. And so 
I have other things too, but you know, I've got a giant gold sparkle wherever she goes sign. I've got, um, you know, my little pineapple bookends. I have this cute little gold balloon animal unicorn looking figurine from Target that I got just because I loved it. I decorated my bookshelves because I loved them. And, um, you know, I would just say create something that you love, a space that you like to look at, because that's what's going to inspire you. Hang things up that inspire you. Part of my wall decor is at Target, I got four little, it's um, two things that look like marble, but they're dry erase boards and they're magnetic, and two cork boards. And I hung those up behind my chair, and I've got just things that inspire me, hand-lettered phrases that I've done and that people have done for me. I've got photos hanging up, and like I save all my swag when I go to conferences. So I have like a little patch that says I was part of the Home Depot Hall of Fame. And I have my name tag from when I spoke at Pinner's Conference and like little buttons that companies like Home Depot have given me. I have a Wonder Woman patch. I have um, just various things from Plaid. I have a keychain from Haven Conference. So just things that are memorable and special and part of my creative career. Um, So that's tip number three is make it reflect you. Um, And then... My other suggestion is don't be a hoarder. I was totally just hoarding all the things and I wasn't willing to get rid of them or give them away. Um, But you know what? If you aren't going to use it, get it out of your space because otherwise you're going to run out of space really fast. Um, Just toss the things, donate the things, donate them to Goodwill or to your kids' school. Art teachers love, love, love supplies and goodness knows they don't have a huge budget. So donate them to your local school and somebody will get use out of them. I saved, for example, a few pipe cleaners, a few googly eyes, because who doesn't need them now and again? But you know what? I gave my kid's art teacher so much stuff. I sent in bags and bags and bags, and she was like, oh my gosh, I feel like it's Christmas morning. So it'll make their day. It'll help the kids in your local school system, and you won't have all this stuff accumulating. Um, Just periodically go through and say, I'm not using it. I'm going to let it go because you can always buy more if you need it, but it's not serving a purpose right now. So don't hold on to that, you know, particular product and thinking, oh, maybe one day I'll try to make a quilt. Just get rid of it. If you're not a quilter, toss that stuff because somebody else can use it and it's just taking up space in your room that you're going to need for something else. So I'm going to wrap this up um, real quickly, but I just want to review tip number one or my number one topic for you guys as far as crafting advice is you have to start with a place that you want to and can create. So we're talking about creating a crafting space that you love and that inspires you. So number one, keep it light and bright. Number two, think about the spaces that you need within that room. You know, tabletops, surfaces, desks, chairs, comfortable things. Um, we we haven't talked about it so much um, here, but on the blog I talk about that um, Danish word hygge, which means something homey and comfortable and warm. And, you know, bring some of that into your crafting space so you want to be there. My fuzzy, fuzzy blanket, my fireplace, all that is hygge or hygge, however you pronounce it. Um, and it's making me want to be in this place. Um, 
Make it feel, number three, like you, a reflection of your personality. Fill it with things that inspire you that you can look at. And number four, you know, don't be a hoarder. Don't hold on to things that you're not using. Donate it, get it out of there, and fill the space with useful things. So those are my tips, guys. Um, That's my suggestion for you is start with creating a place where you can be a maker, where you can let your creativity come out and shine. So I hope that this was helpful to you. I would love to hear your comments. I hope that um, it inspires you to get in your own crafty space, wherever that might be, and revamp it a little bit, make it a place um, that you want to spend time and that inspires you to let those creative juices flow. So let me know what you think. I'd love to see pictures of your rooms. I'm going to be doing a series on the blog that shows you the different pieces of my room that I talked about today and a few that I didn't um, and just show you some before and afters um, to hopefully inspire you in your own space. So take care, guys. I hope that um, we can chat again really soon. In the meantime, check out amylattacreations.com and find me on social media at amylattacreations. I'd love to connect.